Kia ora. Uh, awesome. Interactive crowd. That's cool. Um, <clears throat> my name's Taylor, for those of you who haven't met me. Um, first off, just want to start by saying that it's really disappointing to hear about uh, Easter camp and uh, the meals going downhill. Um, back, back in my day, um, the meals were great. Burgers, uh, lasagna, so I don't know what's happened. Uh, change in management, maybe. Um, <clears throat> and also, um, I also just want to... Uh, I guess I really resonated with what with what Marty said about um, the band around around the head um, during during worship. I was I was sort of just um, thinking about the last couple of days, and um, one of the things uh, that we did yesterday was uh, our girls went and got a haircut. It was Maya's second haircut, and it was Natalie's first haircut. And um, I was really proud of them with how well they sat there, because um, it's quite scary having someone come and bring scissors close up to your head. Um, and then there was this other kid who was there, and he was just so stressed out. And he was crying and screaming. And um, and I was just kind of thinking about how, um, you know, over, over time, um, our thoughts get quite messy and get quite tangled and knotty. And um, and then Jesus comes along, and he, you know, if we allow him, he, he sorts it out. And we can get quite stressed out about that, personally. Um when my thoughts get naughty and I get anxiety, um, I really struggle to, to give that over to, to God to, to sort out. Um, often because I uh, maybe I, I don't want to expose the knots to him or uh, maybe because uh, I don't trust trust him fully. I don't know what it is, but what I do know is that um, when I have peace uh, and I just allow him to come and, and sort it out and cut out the knots, um, everything's just so much better. And that's what he wants for us. So, um, yeah, so my, my prayer this morning would be that uh, there would be a real sense of, of peace, uh, that he would, his spirit would come and bring peace, uh, and that he, we would just allow him to come in and reorganize our, our thoughts. Um, and also, uh, so, so the, 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 the topic today is, uh, is baptism. It's following on that, that, that topic of life after resurrection. We're talking about baptism. And um, <clears throat> I was really uh, encouraged to hear Rachel last week talking about how um, she didn't necessarily feel qualified to, to come and speak. And I often feel like that, uh, very much so. Um, and so this morning... I'm just a guy who really loves Jesus, and I want to share some scriptures with you and share my thoughts on those scriptures. Um, I definitely don't, yeah, the thought of like coming up and preaching, I'm just like, oh, but I, I just want to come and share this morning. So that's kind of the, the, the tact and the attitude I'm, I'm coming with. Um, <clears throat> so baptism. I want to set the scene by, uh, by talking about a, a quote by John Piper. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of him before. I love listening to his stuff. He's awesome. Um, and when, when talking about baptism, he says this uh, in a John Piper kind of way. Um, Don't think small thoughts when you're thinking about baptism. Think big thoughts. Think huge thoughts when thinking about baptism and what's signified when a person is buried in water and raised up again. And my hope is that by the end of this talk and going through some scriptures with you guys, um, that uh, the Spirit will really stir our hearts as Vineyard Church, Capital Vineyard Church, uh, and, and that we'll have a good understanding of the huge significance of, of baptism. Um, also, just I guess a caveat, I grew up in a Baptist church, so I guess that's my one qualification in talking about this. Um, <clears throat> so what, what is baptism? In the literal sense, it's a, it comes from, the word baptism comes from a Greek word called baptizo, which I think is way cooler uh, than, than baptism. Uh, 
And it means to uh, immerse, like literally uh, completely surround and immerse. Uh, and then, so when someone's baptized, uh, in, in a biblical sense, uh, they're completely immersed in water uh, and then lifted out again in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And it's quite a strange activity when you think about it, uh, especially coming, you know, for, for someone who hasn't really been involved in church uh, or, or know what baptism is. Um, there's a joke. There's a joke that I was I was batting around with Yunker in the car on the way here. I said, I don't know if it's a bad taste, but I'm going to go for it. Okay. <laughs> So there's this guy, and he's never heard about baptism. He hasn't been involved in the church. Um, he doesn't really know much about Christianity, and he's walking along, uh, going for a walk one day, and he's walking past the river, and he sees this pastor in the water. And there's a line of people all getting dunked under the water and brought back up again. And he's quite intrigued, quite interested. So he goes along, and he lines up, <clears throat> and he notices that the couple of people in front of him, uh, when, when they go down and they come back up, the, the pastor says, did you find Jesus? And they say, yes, I found Jesus. And so they, um, someone's heard it, maybe before, um, but anyway, <laughs> um, and, and so he, he goes in, it's his turn, he goes down, and the pastor brings him up and says, did you find Jesus? He says, no, the pastor's quite, you know, quite stern, and so he, he puts him down again and brings him back up and says, did you find Jesus? He says, no. So the pastor puts him down a bit longer this time, um, and, then, and then brings it back up again, and he says, did you find Jesus? And the guy says, are you sure this is where he fell in? <laughs> A couple of people really like that. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's a quite quite a strange activity. Anyway, that's 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 what that joke was trying to display, uh, and and it's not a it's not a tradition that we're talking about here. That's that's one thing I really want to make really clear. It's not a tradition. It's a it's a command that Jesus gives us, and it's a powerful outward expression uh, of our decision to follow Jesus. So I've, I've split this up into two parts. Uh, the first is togetherness with, togetherness with Christ, and then the other one is commanded, go forth. So uh, togetherness, in the togetherness part, we're going to uh, be looking mainly at Romans 6, 1 to 4. So if you've got your, your Bibles, feel free to follow along. What shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? By no means. We died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? Or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. I think baptism is a, a, an expression of our togetherness with Christ. We are dead with him. We are buried with him. And then we are resurrected with him, raised from the dead. And that's why uh, with baptizo, it says fully immersed, fully encased, fully surrounded. Uh, it's not just uh, a little sprinkle of dirt, you know, like when you're buried, you're six feet under, you're completely surrounded. Um, you know, we don't just put a little, little bit on him, you know. Um, or like Jesus, we went into the tomb, he was fully surrounded um, by a tomb and, and enclosed. It was completely immersed. And likewise, the symbolism of baptism going under the water, completely immersed, um, it's, it's a symbolism of our immersion uh, in the death of Christ. And then when we come back up again, an immersion in his resurrection and this new life. Uh, one thing I do just want to make quite clear in the wider context of Romans is that it's not by baptism that we are saved. It's through faith that we are saved. 
and being united to Christ. So in, in Romans, faith is the mean by which we are united with Christ and justified. Uh, we show this faith, we say this faith, we signify this faith, we symbolize this faith through the act of baptism. It symbolizes that union that we have with Christ. Um, when I was married, when Yanka and I got married um, about eight, eight years ago-ish, um, there was three kind of, I guess, ceremonial things that took place. One was the promise that we made to each other, that, that covenant, uh, the, the contract we signed, uh, and then the rings that we got put on, uh, that we put on each other. Uh, the covenant, uh, I'll, I'll just talk about those first two, the covenant and the contract, and then we'll talk about the, the ring after that. Um, for me, uh, the most significant part out of those two was the covenant, the promise that we, we made to each other. And the contract was um, convenient, I guess. You know, like uh, it meant that we had shared assets in this world and, and same last name and all that kind of thing. Um, but for me, it was the, the, the promise and the covenant that really had uh, meaning and depth to it. When I was uh, at law school um, a while ago, um, I was doing a family law paper, and we had to write an essay on our views on prenups. And uh, we had to sort of come from our own cultural and our own personal perspectives. And <clears throat> I think I was the only one in the class who didn't see the point in them. Um, <laughs> so personally, I was kind of like, well, at the end of the day, for me, it was the promise that I made. It's eternal. It's a covenant under God that I've made with my wife, um, and nothing can break that. So to then have something sitting underneath the contract saying that if it doesn't work out, there's a way that we can you know, manage things. Um, I was kind of just like, well, in doing that, it kind of saying that the covenant that I made with her isn't permanent. It isn't fully complete and promised. Um, and I know that, uh, well, no one in my law class had the same perspective. <laughs> they all thought I was ridiculous and stupid. But um, imagine if the covenant that we had with God was only kind of like, maybe, you know? If, if it wasn't fully and complete and eternal, um, where would we find our peace and our hope? Um, and so for me, it was sort of saying, signing this, this, this document, there's a, there's, there's a 10, there's a 1% chance that maybe my covenant, my promise made to you isn't you know, wholehearted and, and isn't eternal. Um, but I think that it's really that, that covenant, those promises that we made, and that promise that, that God's made to us that is actually eternal, and it gives us hope, and it gives us, it gives us real um, encouragement and peace in our life. Um, and then the ring that we have symbolizes that covenant and that promise. Um, and this isn't burdensome, but it's... It's really weighty, what it has behind it, you know? Um, you know, w when I look at it and I catch a glimpse of it and I'm having a really grumpy day or a tired day, like, well, you know, the covenant that I made with Yunker is eternal and uh, it surpasses my emotion and my, you know, my mental capacity to deal with things. It's, it's above and beyond that. And, um, and behind it sits a lot of peace and a lot of hope and a heck of a lot of love. Um, and as it is with Christ, his covenant for us is eternal. And when we accept him uh, into our lives as our Lord and Savior, uh, his covenant to us is that anyone who believes in me uh, will, will have eternal life. Anyone who believes that my son died for their sins uh, will have eternal life with me. Um, and then when we get baptized, likewise with the ring, it's this incredibly weighty uh, symbolism that 
of, of the decision that we've, we've made to follow Christ. Uh, when, we, when we go down and then we come back up again, Lord, we are, we're dead with you. We died. Our sins are gone. Um, my flesh is, is gone. I leave it behind and I move into this new life, this eternal life with you, God. And yes, I, I've made the decision. I've, I've promised that. I said to you that you are my Lord and my Savior. I know that you died for my sins, and now I'm going to wear the ring. I'm going to be baptized in your name um, to sort of have this, this, this symbolism in, in my life. Um, and like, like with a ring, um, it's a moment in your life that you can reflect on uh, and remember that time uh, that you that you showed physically being immersed in water uh, and immersed in Christ, um, that it would encourage you and give you hope uh, and remind you of, of that commitment that you've made to him. Um, I've written here in pretty words. Uh, Baptism dramatically portrays what happened when you gave your life to Christ. It's not a small thing. Like when I put this ring on, it has significance. It's weighty. The promises that sit behind it of wearing a wedding ring are life-changing and a deep act of love, uh, just as it is with baptism. We're good? Cool? Sweet. Um, Just want to move on to that, now that commanded aspect. Uh, So I'm going to be looking at Matthew 28, uh, 19 to 20. Uh, It is the, the Great Commission. It's not just a commission. It's a great commission. Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him. But some doubted. And then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. There's a couple of, a couple of cool things in there. There's obviously the, the, the baptism aspect, but then it's also linking back to that, that covenant that God uh, made with us. You know, surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So make, make disciples is that main verb. And having gone, make disciples of the nations, defining, the, defining what that looks like, baptizing them, teaching them. So the, church commanded, so, so the church is commanded to do this for all disciples. Making disciples of all the nations includes baptizing them. It's more, it's more than a tradition. Uh, a tradition would have uh, a lot more significance around the where the when, um, the how, uh, and the who. We see in Acts uh, with, with the, the Ethiopian eunuch, and he, he's traveling along and he's reading scriptures, and, and Philip hears him, and, and he, gets, he, he comes up to the eunuch and he says, do you know what you're, do you know what you're, you're speaking about? Do you know what you're reading? And the eunuch says, how, how could I know if someone doesn't come and, and show me? And so Philip gets, gets on the carriage, and, and he's talking, and he's sharing with him, and he shares with him about Jesus and, and what it means to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior and, and understand that he died for your sins. And the eunuch says, accepts Jesus as his Lord and Savior, and then he says, what's stopping me from being baptized right now? Uh, and they didn't just sit in the carriage and sprinkle a bit of water on his head. No, it says that they, he commanded that the carriage stop. They got out and they went down into the water and Philip baptized them right then and there. Um, it's, this, it's, this, it's this thing, this symbolism that we do, uh, this full immersion um, that is the, 
the symbolism of our uh, acceptance of Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. It's not a, it's not a tradition. Um, and I guess, I guess another, another thing is, uh, I think tradition is, um, is seen quite a bit in the, in the baptism of infants. Um, and to some, some people may have different views, um, but I guess my, my view would be that uh, if, if baptism is supposed to be the symbolism of the decision that we've made to follow Christ, that doesn't fit very well with baptizing children because they haven't, baptizing an infant because they haven't yet comprehended and made that decision to follow Christ. Um, what we did with our kids, um, we were at a, an, another vineyard church before this one um, when they were born and we had them dedicated which means sort of uh, getting people around the family, church community, and, and, and having people pray over them and, and prophesy over them, and people commit to being a part of their faith journey as, as they grow up. Um, and that makes a, a, lot of, a lot of sense to me. Um, but uh, I, I just kind of don't really see the, the baptism of, of children in the biblical sense as having the same significance as, as it would with, a, with an adult who's made the decision. Um, I just, wanna, I just wanted to also just kind of finish up with a bit of my own personal experience. Um, so uh, I grew up in a, a Baptist church, like I said before, and what we would do is we had baptism services. And when there was enough people who wanted to do this thing, baptism, be dunked, um, we, would ha- we would hold a service. And in the service, people would each go up and, and take a turn to share their testimony with, with, with the congregation. Uh, and then after that, everyone would move to a pool at the head of the back, and they would be baptized uh, by people who had had a significant role in their in their faith upbringing. Uh, post that, everyone would move back in. They would get changed and um, warm, and then uh, everyone would sort of crowd around the different people and, and pray for them. Uh, and then people would go back to their house and have a cup of tea or whatever. Um, and I, I quite distinctly remember my brother's baptism. Uh, I think it was the first time I had seen the Holy Spirit have a, a physical sort of impact on someone. Um, and so he was, he, he, he was dunked and we did the prayer and then we went back to the home, but went back to our home uh, with some family and friends and he was really energized. He was really like pumped and excited and, and he said he just never, it was a strange amount of energy he had. And he went for a run um, and you know all this sort of stuff, and I was like, "Oh man, that's so cool! Like, wow, it's, this is really important. You know that, that that the spirit would come upon him like this. This is significant." Uh, and so, yeah, later, uh, I think I was about fourteen. Um, I decided that I wanted to be baptized as well, and so I had my uh, my youth pastor and my youth leader, and they they baptized me, um, and I you know, gave my testimony and all that, and people came and prayed for me after. But I didn't feel anything, um, and uh, I felt very normal very average, um, and uh, I remember waking up the next day, and I felt heavy, and I felt um, a bit sick, and I felt like around my neck, I just felt like really tense, and I went to school, and I, I was like, I think I'm really unwell, like I think I'm quite, you know, and so I actually went to the office and got my mum to come and pick me up, because I was like, mum, something serious, I think I must be coming down, I'm feeling sick, I feel um, sad, I feel all this sort of stuff, and um, we got home, and she, we went up to my room, and she sat me down, and she was kind of like, you know, one thing I did notice is that no one prayed for protection over you when, when you were baptized, and um, so she, she prayed for me, and she just, um, she talked to me about the significance of baptism, and she prayed that, um, that uh, just cut off the devil's attack, and, um, and then it just lifted, and um, I felt really, um, 
light and peaceful and it all just went away and for me that was the the significance was kind of like uh this must have been a a significant act that i did that the enemy felt like he needed to attack me because of it um and so yeah that was kind of my my experience with it and um i I think if anything that, that that does go to show um in, in, in my life anyway, and, and what I've, I've experienced is um, spiritually I think there is a, a real um, significance in, in, in symbolizing that physically with the immersion of water. Um, and I think there's a real reason um, that Jesus commands us to do it, as silly as that might look to um, the spectator or um, someone who isn't involved in, in the church whatsoever. So yeah, I, I guess I just want to finish up by saying that if you have been baptized, I hope that this was uh, a really cool reminder um, for you to reflect on your experience um, as, a, as an act of, of symbolism as you would reflect on your wedding ring from time to time, um, that you would reflect on that act that you did um, and the, the significance that it has. Um, and also that you would be encouraged to... Um, baptize and teach and go out and make disciples of all the nations um, and then if you haven't been baptized I, I would uh, really hope that this has been maybe an encouragement um, a learning maybe um, of the significance of baptism um, and, and that maybe uh, the spirit would really stir your heart to, to take this step if you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior um, that you would symbolize it in this incredibly significant way as Jesus commands us to um, and so if, if that is the case, um, yeah, uh, feel free to get in touch with, with James. Um, he said he's keen. Uh, he's not keen on the wetness, but hey, he's, he's, he's down. Yeah, if it's, yeah, yeah, he's down. Um, and, uh, he will. <laughs> Sacrificial, man. Um, and, and if you want to talk about it a bit more and understand it a bit more, um, there's plenty of people I'm sure who'd love to sit down and talk with you about it. James, I'm happy to talk, talk about it as well if you want to. Um, so yeah, shall we, shall we close in, in some prayer? Yeah. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this time that we have had um, to, to share your word and to understand uh, and sort of touch on some of the significance around um, the symbolism of baptism, God. I thank you that you deeply care about us. I thank you for the covenants, the, the everlasting covenants that you've made with us, God, and the, and the peace and the hope that is associated with that, Lord. I thank you that you are such a good father. I thank you that you guide us and you lead us um, to sort of follow your way, would we put our hope and our trust in you alone, God? I pray, Lord, um, for people here who haven't been baptized and they, they're considering it as a, as, a, as a step towards signifying their relationship with you, God, that you would just continue to stir that up in their hearts, God, um, and that they would have their hearts set on fire even more and more for you, Lord, I pray, in Jesus' name. Actually, for all of us, God, would you set our hearts on fire for you? In Jesus' name, I pray that your spirit would come, God, that you would set us on fire for you, that you would give us the peace and the hope um, that comes with your promises for us, God. In Jesus' name, I pray. Hmm. Amen.